Hour of Devastation is a fan-supported, listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. If you like what you hear and want to show your support, head over to patreon.com slash hour of devastation, a pledge to start from as little as $1. Thanks. Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Doing pretty good. Good, good. I uh, spent some time away from Birmingham, which is always cause for celebration. <laughs> how, how was that? It was really good. Went, went down to uh, Pembrokeshire on the, the west coast of Wales. Nice. And it was very nice. Set a nice cottage, did some coastal walks, uh, went into a town centre once, and it was an absolute nightmare, so we left. Because um, <laughs> apparently uh, Welsh mandates aren't as strict as the ones in England. And no one seems to care. <laughs> yeah, I think generally they've handled the whole thing a bit better than England, so they can probably afford to be a bit more lax. But yeah, yeah, it's worrying if people weren't caring at all. There are very few masks and very little social distancing, and I felt very uncomfortable most of the time. Sweet. Uh, yeah, but then we went, you know, coastal walks up cliffs and stuff, and um, on some pebble beaches, and it was really, really nice. Sounds really nice. Um, yeah, and then on the way home, when you sort of drive back into Birmingham being away on the Welsh coast for four days really puts into perspective how much of a shithole Birmingham is. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really nice, so I'm, I'm feeling a bit more chilled from that, I think. Um, that was good. And then I've, uh, I've gone and got into Warhammer, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> like an idiot, like everyone has. You're not alone there, you're not alone there. Yeah. Um, so I've been uh, painting, some, painting some little guys again for the first time in five years, and I didn't realise how much I missed it. And it's really fun, and it's a much better way to spend my time than randomly rebuilding Commander decks. <laughs> yeah, I certainly caught the Warhammer bug myself as well. Finally, finally conceded. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's fun. I, I definitely missed that uh, art and craft side of it. Once a better better term, just, just sticking things together and clipping things out and assembling things. And yeah, it's been exciting to to get back into that and explore that again. Yeah, it's it's just really satisfying and really fun, um, and like I said, like it's actually it quite feels productive, like when you're sitting and doing it and like actually kind yeah. of creating. I know it, it's kind of paint by numbers, but it does require some level of competence and skill, um, and it's just 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 fun. And I guess we can all blame Vince. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a lot, a lot of my friends uh, sort of got back into it, and I was like, oh no, I can't really. I don't really want to do that. You know, it's a lot of a lot of time and money and effort that I don't really have. And I was like. Oh no, I will. Yeah. <laughs> on a whim, as my decisions tend to go. Um, but yeah, I'm building up some guys painting them. It's real fun. Yeah, definitely. Have a good time. I, I fully agree there. So I've, I've jumped back into it myself as well. It's, I think it, it's it's kind of one of those hobbies where you can still engage on a meaningful level during a global pandemic. Like yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I can I can order a box of miniatures and then stick them together and paint them up, and then that's that's very much still participating and it's it's a good way to kill time when there's a lot of time to kill at the moment and you feel like you are definitely achieving something so that, that's been fun yeah definitely i mean it, it's 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 interesting with with warhammer and i guess like you know hobby painting in general is that it's it, it's something that you can engage with in any kind of level which is what wizards of the coast seems to be trying to do with magic yeah. and doing kind of a horrible job which we might touch on later um, but you literally can engage with it in any kind of way, um, so you can, you know, just ping out the models, not even cut off the knobbly bits, stick them together, and start playing if you want. You can be super competitive. You can build a whatever army that 
you feel some kind of affinity for. Um, if you just want to get really into the painting and do that, you can, and just to have a collection. Um, there are like so many different ways to interact with it, and I feel like that's what this is the case of going for, and it just doesn't work as well. <laughs> yeah, it's not that sort of immersive as a, of a hobby. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. just cards at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that it's it's that thing where you you have a lot more, I guess, customization when it comes to to Warhammer than you do in Magic. In, in Magic, if you're playing any sort of you know tournament format, then there's a meta game and you you got to be prepared for that and everything's very very solved and you know you could turn up to any game store on any night that week and you're probably going to see the same combination of cards in people's decks i think obviously commander is probably the the thing that you could compare it to the most when it comes to like customizability but even then like you're right it's just it's it's still just singleton cards at the end of the day and yeah you can foil out your deck and you can make altars and stuff but it's still just it doesn't feel quite as, as uniquely yours as something that you you've literally stuck together and and painted up and, and assembled all, all yourself and you've put some real time blood sweat and tears into it in some cases oh yeah i'm looking forward to crying when i mess up the first model yep <laughs> terrified of painting my glockkin uh, but oh yeah as, boy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> aside from warhammer have you managed to engage with magic in the past week at all nope <laughs> <laughs> not even slightly I've been keeping kind of a you know yeah um, to the ground yeah one foot in the the grave in the grave yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a great show yeah uh, for, for, um, yeah with you know scrolling through magic twitter um, as inaccessible as that continues to get more and more every day um, keeping it keeping abreast of stuff but yeah I've not played any magic because I've been away um but we did. We did have um, an FNM in person with eight people. Uh, okay, again, cool. While I was away, and that seemed to have gone well. Everyone seems, you know, everyone's being safe and sensible. Um, it seemed to go well, so we're doing that, running that back this week as well. Yeah. I think we, it's a thing we continue to do until we probably have a local lockdown in Birmingham because we're a real problem area. <laughs> everyone's everyone seems to be being safe and sensible, wearing masks and stuff, and it seems to be going well. And it's nice to be have have the opportunity to play both magic. And hang out with people again. Yeah, totally. No, it's good. So, good yeah. that's going well. Definitely, definitely. Fingers crossed that nothing, nothing bad happens and there's no, there's no outbreaks there. But yeah, sounds good. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we can hope, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah. I haven't really engaged in magic much uh, at all. Like I said, like I've been kind of delving into Warhammer, and uh, I guess that's where my sort of disposable income is going to go for the time being. Yeah, for sure. Um, apart from that, you know, I got I picked up a few. Uh, double masters foils that are far cheaper than any of the double masters foils should have been. Yep. Um, so I've got a few of those, and then yeah, it's been pretty much it. And then you know, it's kind of got. And I guess again, we'll get into get into this uh, when we talk about our sort of main topic. But it's it's getting to that sort of burnout spoiler season again. Yeah. Where there's just so much to look at all of the time, and it's it's gotten to a point now where I'm just kind of past it and I'll get to it when I get to it and I know if I'm trying to be you know a relevant magic podcaster <laughs> <laughs> that I should be caring all of the time um, and really engaged with it but it's just it, it gets a bit too much a lot of the time yeah. and then if you couple that with magic drama and uh, what's the decision making then uh, yeah it's uh, it gets to be a lot so I'm sort of just coming to it when I can and not trying not to delve into it as fully as before because there's a lot of spoilers going on all the time yeah, totally, totally. I think yeah. that sounds quite a a good approach. I think we, we've t- 
talked about things like magic burnout and in the past on this show and I think that's something that a lot of people do seem to be suffering from at least in the past few months it's just been one thing after another whether it's just been the ongoing spoiler season or just perpetual bans in every format and and just just mistakes across the board from wizards from people in the community just so many so many things so I think that's probably quite a a good approach to take just just a bit more more laid back and just yeah I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it yeah, I'm trying to have a healthy approach to at least something in my life. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to make magic that for now, I guess. Cool. Uh, how was how was your week? Yeah, it's been fine. Um, I haven't really engaged with magic that much. I've barely even played arena, to be honest. So I. You've already hit mythic. Who cares? Well, yeah. So I, I hit mythic, but I'm currently sat at like 87% mythic because I just I haven't been playing. Every time I log in and, and have a look, I've gone down another percent or two. And yeah. You got six more days. Yeah, I mean. You'll be right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not too not too fussed about sticking the grind in at the end of this season, but that'll probably change sure. for next season. Uh, but I did play a bit of historic on Friday night, so I, st- I streamed that. Um, obviously, there's been a bit of a, a bit of a meta change up since the bans and since Armin kept remastered. So I played a few different decks. I played the the blue white auras deck, and that seems fine. Uh, I played a blue white approach deck, which was a, a deck that I loved in standard when that was a thing, and yeah. Seems all right. Um, sometimes you just stick a kid in the trials and you can't lose. Like, <laughs> sometimes you cast an approach and have a Teferi on board, and then you just like dig through your deck and cast the approach again the next turn. What if your opponent had a Platinum Engine in play when you cast your approach the second turn? Uh, yeah. What if? What if? <laughs> then your opponent wouldn't win the game. And yeah, and then you wouldn't lose the game. Asking, yeah. yeah, asking how you won that game, and we still don't know how you win that game, but we know how you don't lose that game. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I played a bit on on Friday night. I tried out the uh, the Raktos Sacrifice deck as well, which I think is probably just the best deck in the format currently. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was fine. I went four one with the five games I played, so it was okay. Nothing. No real complaints about the format, but it, it's definitely not getting me excited um, currently probably just i don't know maybe i just missed a fairy a lot kethis just isn't what it used to be <laughs> sure and then besides that i played in the the final of my local league um so the the coliseum cup is a weekly league that we have going on uh, and it was the the final the the gladius cup which is like the the, the top eight or the top 10 of the of the league you had to play in that uh, and i did fine so the, the format was m21 draft and historic uh, i went one two in the draft which kind of sucked I, I thought like i drafted like a really sweet deck i finally finally managed to draft the uh, the blue black reanimator deck sweet okay it's like one of those decks that as soon as i saw some of the cards being spoiled i was like okay this is going to be sweet and limited and then it's just never come together this time it was what i felt like was, was almost the perfect iteration of that deck and then i just got flooded every single game so whatever <laughs> <laughs> That's what, sure. what I get for playing 17 lands instead of my usual 16. But yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I figured I was playing like four, six plus drops that I should probably just play 17 lands, but nope. Nope. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was fine. Uh, and then in the historic portion, I played Kethis Combo and went 2 1 with that. And yeah, it was fine. It's a nice 3 3. Yeah, nice 3 3, which I think is a pretty good picture of me as a Magic player. Like, like, <laughs> three three, I, sure. Yeah, three three. Like I know I'm not bad, but I I just 
I, I would just rather play a deck that I enjoy than a deck that is actually good. I can't decide whether that's a healthy attitude to have about yourself or just a kind of a sad attitude to have about yourself. Like, I'm firmly a 3-3. Three, three. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, good. Okay, at least you know your limits, I guess, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you I, can still enjoy yourself in that parameter. Yeah, reasonable expecta- expectations. I think I'm completely middle of the pack. But, yeah, I had fun, and that's that's the important part. That's all that matters. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's it's been okay. Just haven't, like yourself, I haven't really engaged much with magic over the past week. Feeling uh-huh. a bit of the burnout myself, and yeah, I've had some little little plastic demons to assemble, so I've been enjoying that. Yeah, hell yeah, it's a much much more fulfilling thing to do with my time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be, it might be. Cool. So, as we were talking about perpetual spoiler season, uh huh, it kind of is that that once again, isn't it? Uh, unfortunately, so we have a lot of cards that have been shown to us uh, in one small period of time from different diverging sets. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's just so many things why can't we just have all, all the things in a timely fashion and have one set and then that set comes out and then another set and then that set comes out and then the other set and then that set comes out um, preferably with some time in between Yeah, yeah. or just everything all at once intertwined and everything releases on the same day as everything else and you don't have time to appreciate any of the products that have been released this year so you forget all of them exist yeah I, I'm not quite That's better right I'm not quite sure what's gone on here exactly, but I, I think I think <laughs> Is I, I that just I, your your feeling about magic in 2020. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I suspect that there's some there's some pandemic at play with this announcement. Um, I know we know that Commander Legends and Commander Collection Green, which are the, the two products that have been previewed in full or in in part, uh, that did get pushed back slightly due to the pandemic. Uh-huh. So I don't know if this is a case of it was going to be spoiler season for those sets now and they would have released very soon or if this has been pushed pushed ahead a little bit and we would have had the spoiler season a bit earlier but Core 2021 had to get pushed back so that had a knock-on effect. Or Why if, don't they tell us? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I wish they would tell us. I really wish either, they would tell us. Either it's suspect and sort of a mess of business practices and uh, marketing or it's reasonable (laughs) and it's been messed up by something outside of their control and I wish they'd inform us of that if that was the problem because I'd find this a lot easier to take if it was but this has been true for most of Magic for the last two, three years is they're just shoving everything down your throat all at once Yeah, so I don't Uh, quite understand what's going on but we have, we have the complete commander collection green, uh, uh-huh. which doesn't release until December fourth, yep. and then we have <laughs> a bunch of cards from Commander Legends, which doesn't release until November ninth. Uh, sorry, November sixth. Yep. yep. So yeah, I'm a little unsure about what happened, but it was the the command fest online uh, at the weekend, and they they did a stream for that, which was cool. Gavin Verhey got on the stream to talk all about Commander Legends and give us a good big old sneak peek at that and then fully show off the uh, commander collection green so where do you want to start with these let's talk let's let's just go through all the cards from commander collection green um, sure we and then we can talk about the product as a whole i guess yeah um speaking of gavin Berhe, by the way um all the you know stuff i say about Watsy doesn't apply to him he's a great man i'm i'm sure he's he's lovely and has no part in all of the problems that Watsy has yeah fully agree i think <laughs> this is this is i think something that we 
we got onto a little bit last week when we were discussing like the, the you know the state of design, the state of magic in twenty twenty, that article and stuff. And yeah, we have a lot of frustrations towards Wizards of the Coast at times. But that's Wizards of the Coast as a as a company or as a business making making the decisions that they do, or that may even be Hasbro. Like that's like that's not directed towards individuals at all. Like on, everybody at all levels who who has to interact with magic players who works with Wizards of the Coast is is an absolute saint to be honest. Like, <laughs> I mean, they they have some wonderful employees that make me sort of proud to engage with their product and their company yeah and some fucking heinous individuals maybe one in particular who still work there for some reason but we won't go into that fully 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 agree (laughs) on that one (laughs) but yeah i just Uh, wanted to slide that in while we're talking about how absolutely yeah how good gavin and gavin and the gang are yeah it's great and it seems like every product that gavin gets his hands on is is fantastic even if the way that that product is released and given to us is uh, shambles yeah uh so commander collection green uh, the first in what we assume is a cycle of commander collections, right? Yeah, we'd assume so, definitely. It's an FTV slash spellbook style product. Yeah. Uh, it comes in foil and non foil. You can only get the foil from a premium store, so good luck doing that if you live in the UK. Uh, or like Brazil, but they don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good luck doing a lot of things in Brazil currently. Yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, so it contains six green cards and two non green cards. We have Command Tower and Soul Ring. Because it's Commander Collection, so yeah. of course they go in there. And they, they have nice green-themed artwork, and I feel really bad about getting an FTV Sol Ring and a Commander's Arsenal Command Tower now, because these are going to be much nicer in foil. Whereas um, <laughs> I have Bane of Progress, Seaborn Muse, Omnath Locus of Mana, Fraley's, Lanois Fury, Southern Library, and Worldly Tutor. Yeah. You know that art we all definitely thought was Chord of Calling? Yeah. <laughs> and the flavour text even has the word Chord in it. And it's actually Worldly Tutor. That's <laughs> bizarre. Absolutely yeah. bizarre. But also, reprinting Worldly Tutor, great. First foil copy of Worldly Tutor, great. Big fan. Yeah, definitely. I think the the set looks fantastic. Like this this is the the least me set there has ever been ever because A it's Commander and B it's exclusively green cards. Hey, you love Commander now. Like, yeah, Commander's fun, definitely, but green <laughs> There we go. I've 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 worked for two years on this podcast to get you to say that. Sure. <laughs> Commander is fun. There we go. Perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, this is exactly me as a product. I play all of these cards, apart from Omnath, I guess. Um, and I mean, a couple of them getting their first foil printing ever. Um, a couple of them being reprinted for the first time in a while. Uh, Silver Library the price has obviously been getting up there. I'm not sure how much you know this. This is going to impact the price of it. But getting more into the market, especially with this sweet art, which has got uh, Reki, yeah. History of Kamigawa, on it. Um, which is very, very cool. Uh, Omnath has only been printed twice ever. One of those was an FTV, so it's nice to see um, another printing of Omnath. Hopefully that'll decrease the price in some kind of way. Uh, Bane of Progress has never been in foil before, and Seaborn Muse, you cannot print enough times <laughs> for it to meaningfully decrease the price of that card, because it just keeps going up. Yeah, And it's got sweet Kamigawa art. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big fan of the set. I think it's the art's all incredible on it. Um, the card choices are great because you've seen with the spellbooks, the spellbook model, you get like one kind of banger of a card, and the rest of them, I say banger, one kind of vaguely playable card somewhere that some people want, and then no other cards. Yeah, definitely. I think if people you really want, I guess you look like most recently, like the like the Chandra spellbook, like the Chandra Planeswalker is obviously the one that everyone wants, and then there's like one or two sort of other playable cards, cards that see play in other formats in there, that are, are decent, but 
in terms of like value or whatever, it's just it's just quite lacking. Whereas at yeah. least with this, like unless this is going to be a ludicrous price, like a hundred pounds for the regular one, which I really don't think it is, then yeah, I think all of the cards are fantastic reprints here, and it's going to be great value for for money. Hopefully, yeah. Um, I hope I can get my hands on a foil one because uh, this is one of the products where I'd actually buy the product instead of just picking up the single cards because yeah. I would want just a copy of each one of these cards in foil um, but yeah it, it, it depends on the price I guess um, and what the suggested price is and what you know how supply ends up in different parts of the world yeah. and what is you know what cost price is and what the viable markup is on card you know but well, uh, you've, you've only got until December to find out so well, exactly why the why have they released it the, the spoiler now it makes no sense yeah I have no idea I'm sure I'm sure this was originally meant to be out in like September or something yeah probably um, and it's all just throwing a spanner in the works like, I understand yeah. that like, if it's just like this is Grand Reflection Green and because of COVID we literally can't get the cards printed like with Jumpstart so we're just going to do it next year or we're going to because I don't want them to be like it's coming out in December and then it gets to December and then they're like oh because of COVID just like let us know maybe you don't know when it's going to come out and that's kind of fine currently. Like, <laughs> all bets are off, right? Like, yeah. Just, just tell us what's going on, please. For the love of God, tell us what's going on. Um, especially in terms of stores and stuff, because you know, someone that works in the store, we get someone every day asking if we've got any jump starting stock, and I have to tell them no, because <laughs> no one does. So, like, I don't want those people being like, "Oh, have you got a Commander Collection Green yet?" No, we don't know. Like, because it might not happen, and you're putting it out now, and it's just it's it's unnecessary. Yeah, I guess answer. you're probably gonna like you're even gonna get that thing like from now. People are probably gonna be asking, "Oh, have you yep. got it?" Yep. Yeah. It's just it's them announcing things and then not following through on them. Yeah. And obviously, again, now like given the current state of the world, that's acceptable, but uh, also take some kind of accountability for it because like with the the Mecha Godzilla hangerback promos, the hangerback Walker promo cards. Yeah. People keep asking if they can have them because they've seen it being announced and then they were massively delayed. We've only just received them. And people would be like, oh, can I get one? Can I get one? Can I get one? It's like, we don't have them. And like, also, we have a set number. And also, the, what Watsy said on social media was, if you buy a box, you'll get one. That's, just, that's not true. Because the amount of people that have bought boxes between that announcement and now is... like <laughs> Far exceeds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like 20 times the amount that would have been had we got them on time. Yeah. So we can't give them out to everyone. Now we just have to sort of decide what we do with them. And then people are going to be disappointed. And people are going to be hassling us. And it's, it's a whole mess. Um, but these cards are sweet. And I'm excited for this product. <laughs> Yeah, totally. It, it looks, it looks great. Note. I think if this is something that they're gonna do, like like every year, I mean, yeah, I think it is probably something that they could they could do every year. So you you go through each of the colors and then you just cycle them out again because in you know four years time when it comes back to sticking cards into Commander Collection Green Two, most of these cards will be back up to at least what they're worth now. Or you just pick any number of cards printed in that year that are really really good in Commander in Green. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's also an option I suppose yeah, yeah good product um, great reprints very excited to own a foil banner progress on body tour yeah can't wait to see what commander collection white looks like uh, smothering tide uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, smothering tide land tax uh, that's about it yeah yeah. I mean, maybe they'll have printed good cards by then. They'll leave white to last to like, print some good cards into the format before they before they reprint them all in this. Put an this Armageddon in there just cause. 
just because you can because you know you know the kind of people you're appealing to yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, cool alright should we move on to Commander Legends yeah let's, I've got let's get feelings. this one over so yeah the other one uh, was Commander Legends so we got quite a quite a large sneak preview for this really uh, so it's going to be the 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 innovation product for 2020 so something like your, like your Battle Bond or your Modern Horizons or your like, Conspiracy this is, this is what's taking the slot of that product this year so it's a, yep. a draft set or themed around commander yeah i mean i will say before we go into possibly some of the problems we have with this set and, and some of our concerns and what, and what have you i will say that this, this this has got me very excited for this product specifically you know i'm feeling kind of you know negative about magic generally at the moment mm. and, and moving on to other things um in the, in the forefront i guess of my, of my hobbying but um see, seeing some of these cards and sitting reading some about it, it has got me excited for this set i think it's a really cool idea um and it's going to be exciting to actually get my hands on the set I, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I think I'm definitely on the more sort of negative side sure, when it comes sure. to this. I think this is this is something that I want to try out. I definitely want to try out this a lot more than I did Battle Bond. Like I think it's quite an interesting idea for draft. So that's something that I'll probably never get to do, but it would be <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but sure. it would be nice to try. Uh, but I think my yeah. my worry is the 165 new cards that are going to be entering Legacy and Vintage. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's that's yeah. my only worry. I mean, I think I think one of the interesting things that's happening with the, the sort of discourse surrounding the set already is that for the most part commander players and draft players are very divergent. Yeah, fully. And they the, the, that then, and with the strain... that Venn diagram intersects very little from my experience. Yeah, right? definitely. I think that's something that we, we definitely saw when they, they I guess they, they announced the draft rules, what the draft rules were going to be for the set. So the draft uses three boosters per player, but for every pick you take two cards at a time uh, and then with that you draft a 60 card deck obviously it's 20, 20 cards in a pack uh, and yeah, so it's, it's 60 cards, not 100 so obviously that's not a commander deck and the singleton rule doesn't apply like commander as well which is obviously because yes. it's limited and the singleton rule doesn't apply in limited yeah and so, these are things that we assumed going into it when we first got announced right like the speculation yeah, was that you, it, it, if you had to draft a hundred card deck of singleton the booster packs would be huge or there would be loads of booster packs and also the draft would take hours <laughs> yeah I think it would just be a, a truly miserable draft experience if you had to draft a, a yes. singleton 100 card deck yeah, I mean, essentially, this is from what it sounds like is just it's a bigger draft deck, and you get to have a commander. It's not playing commander; it's playing magic with a commander, which yeah. is a, a distinction. That, I mean, I'm I'm happy for them to make. Like, you you can still evoke the feeling of the commander, and especially with some of the cards we've had previewed so far, you can certainly get that feeling while also making it a reasonable draft experience. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and drafting two cards at a time will make it go quicker as well. Hopefully, um, and make it more less painful <laughs> I, su- I suppose we'll see we'll see yeah but I think yeah I think it's a, it's a weird sort of like, I think it's a cool product and it appeals to me very specifically yeah because uh, I really like drafting and obviously really like commander um, so yeah, <laughs> I fit that 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 sort of that sliver of the Venn diagram very well but it's it's kind of a strange sort of because it, some of the some of the actions have been like commander players being like that's not commander and I don't understand why why this we'll talk about one specific card why this card's here and then other drafters being like I don't really care about this because commander isn't a thing I'm interested in it's draft 
it's just that those two sort of camps on it. Um, yeah, both, definitely. Both with negative opinions, which is kind of a problem. But I, I mean, I I am hyped for it so far. Yeah, I for what it's worth. I have, yeah, I, I feel anxious as far as it go, as far as like the constructed magic implications go. But as a limited set, I I think it's sweet. Like all four wacky drafts, like one hundred percent, bring on, bring on strange draft formats. Like yeah, you know, like I loved conspiracy. Conspiracy is one of my favorite formats of all time for limited, and that was a very strange draft. So more unusual things like that, I'm fully on board for. Like I said, my my worry is just when you when you're announcing, you know, one hundred and sixty odd new cards. And yeah, I don't know. We we know what that track record's like. No, I'm sure you definitely can't point to some kind of product in the last eighteen months that ruined several formats in one. <laughs> There's no way that happened. No, no, I understand not. that reservation, but I'm kind of trying to put that back to the back of my head at the moment yeah. because it's obviously a big problem, and there's nothing we can really do about it. We just kind of hope they didn't drop the ball, and if they did, it's actually a fun addition. Like you know, if if we'd have just got um, like a couple of cards from Modern Horizons. Uh, that were new to the format and interesting, then sure, but we happen to get everything and it ruined everything. Yeah. <laughs> so if we just get, you know, if you just get like a true no nemesis, then I'm kind of cool with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that's what innovation, you know, the supplementary products are for, right? You get like one cool card that you can put in your deck. You know, you get um, a Contentment Priest, or you get uh, a true no nemesis, or you get. Baleful Strix. So. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Like you get like a cool one card and be like, introducing loads at the same time, just, yeah, it's a problem. But should we go through some of the cards that we've seen? Because some of them are very exciting. Yeah, let's go for it. So the, the, the first one I'm going to talk about is they've completed the cycle of the Battlebond lands. Yes. The, uh, the, when it enters the battlefield, it, it enters the battlefield tapped unless you have two or more opponents, uh, which applies in Commander games and in Battlebond when you did uh, two-headed giant draft. Yeah. Um, and they finished it, so they've got we've got the enemy colour pairs now. So we've got uh, Vault Champions, which is black and white, We've got uh, Undergrowth Undergrowth Stadium. Yeah. It's an interesting name, which is black and green. Rejuvenate Springs, which is green and blue. Spectator Seating, which is red and white. And Training Center, which is blue and red. And it seems like they've kept the theme of Battlebond going yeah. for these lands specifically, which is really cool. You definitely have there. Like that Spectator Seating is kind of like the direct opposite of the Luxury Suite. I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's really, really cool. Um, and yeah, so, so you've got like the Vault of Champions, which is a, a Vault of Champions, and then you've got a stadium and then you've got rejuvenating springs which doesn't really fit in but that's kind of fine it's like a sea of clouds from battlebond doesn't really yeah. make any sense and then spectator seeing a training sets for training center which are like very tied to whatever the name of the plane is that <laughs> battlebond exists on <laughs> um but yeah it's cool it's, it's cool people have wanted these since the battlebond ones got printed <laughs> we've, we've wanted the, to finish the cycle uh, it's frustrating to see them finish this cycle when there are so many cycles left unfinished but this is a perfect product to put them, and these are cool, and they will also hold value. So you know, opening a land out of a booster pack is not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah I, I think they're really cool. I'm, I'm glad to see them, and I like the fact that they've kept the the battle bond theme because Commander Legends apparently the law can just come from any which way. Yeah, it's absolutely. all sort of fine. Yeah, I'm, I think that I think that's good as well. I'm all for that in in supplementary sets. Just pull from everywhere. You got no restrictions. Yeah, so you can just put all kinds of reprints in there as well. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have another new card, which is Keeper of the Accord, which is the whitest card to ever white, uh, which is three and a white for a three-four human soldier. Uh, at the beginning of each opponent's end step, if that player controls more creatures than you, create a one-one white soldier creature token. Beginning of each opponent's end step, if that player controls more lands than you, you may search your library for a basic planes card and put it onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Hey, it does that thing that white commander cards do, where 
you remember when we had a whole episode devoted mm. to this exact yeah. topic <laughs> where they, they, they just give you white cards that look really good but actually they're entirely contingent on your opponents doing well and the thing that you get when your opponents are doing well isn't even that good and doesn't really break parity yeah, it, Benny brings you to parity it's, <laughs> so. it, it's, it's that it, it's attempting to be the great leveller which I think is, is kind of where we settled on on white when we were discussing white yep. it was like you know, all white can ever really do is, is play catch up and Yep, and this this very much does some other things which we we discussed in that episode. And yeah, yeah. I you're think welcome, it's Gavin. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you put the land to play. I think that's good. I yeah. think there was definitely a design of this card or a card similar to this where I put it into your hand, and that's just not as good. And I think that that is actually kind of a big deal. It's repeated, um, like a land tax effect, but it actually puts it into play. Um, but that will stop being relevant very like fairly soon in a game of Commander. Uh, like if you you know keep every turn keep it's each, bring each opponent's end step so once you meet the person who has the most lands you stop ramping um, and then making a one one is kind of mediocre especially when white is the one of the colors that is very good at making lots of creatures and making lots of tokens so yeah. being able to trigger that ability where you have fewer creatures is going to be maybe difficult but it's interesting design and I like them trying to push white cards and maybe this will be a lot better than I think but you know the cards that catch up to lands have been uh, bad to mediocre, and none of them have been incredible. So uh, it's kind of fine. Yeah, and make, making one one is whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's fine. It's it's rampant white, isn't it? And that's it's as close as they can can come to rampant white, it's really. And four mana conditional ramp that yeah. very much depends on your opponents doing better than you. And also, it's a three-four that can just die at any point. <laughs> so it's not ramp. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's just a good value card, I guess. And yeah. I don't really think it's good, but yeah, it's it's a cool design, and this is the kind of thing I expect from a commander product, whatever that may be. Hopefully, we get better white designs, but this looks. Oh like yeah! A- Imagine if, like, as your turn four, you play a keeper of the cord, pass the turn to your opponent, and then they're just like wrath or something, or <laughs> just kill yeah, it. Like, like, it's just <laughs> like, spent four mana for a three-four. Yeah, <laughs> I think when we when we're like analyzing white cards in commander you always just have to compare it to smothering tide now because that's just yeah. the best white card by a long by a long way and on turn four you can either cast smothering tithe which will definitely get you three mana by your next turn obviously it's not permanent mana but it's going to accumulate as anyone who's ever played with smothering tithe at least once knows um or you're going to play this keeper of the accord which is going to get you maybe three lands and then just be a three four like uh, i'm casting smothering tithe on turn four every time because it will just generate me 50 mana yeah. as opposed to this, which will get me 3 lands which will be usable, sure, and that's different to treasure but, like, it, it's also much more likely that a creature's gonna die than an <laughs> enchantment uh, yeah, yeah, whatever it's, you know, at least they're trying yeah, they're trying, absolutely, and they just keep getting it wrong, which is fine, uh, maybe I'm wrong about this card, maybe it's really good, but I doubt it Yeah, I think it's probably just gonna go into every white deck uh, as a card that you wish was literally anything else like an Oracle of Waldire <laughs> uh, next card yeah, go for it. So next up, uh, we've got a, a a remake, I guess, of, of an old classic. So this is Senger, the Dark Baron. Yeah, he's back. Baron Senger is back. Uh, so it's four black black for a legendary creature, Vampire Noble. It's flying, and whenever another creature dies, put two plus one plus one counters on Senger, the Dark Baron. And whenever another player loses the game, you gain life equals that player's life total as the turn began. And he has partner, and also partner. he's a four four partner 
Yep, partner. Uh, not, I mean, par- not partner with, partner. Just just partner. I guess we, we'll get on, on that in a bit, but mm. it's it's nice to see a throwback. Uh, it's nice to see a, a beloved character make a return, and it's it's quite similar to the old one, except rather than one plus two plus two counter like it got last time, this this one gets two plus one plus one counters. Yeah, sure. I, I, I do think that uh, that second ability is going to be it's going to be frustrating to play with in some commander player groups, I think. So that whenever another player loses the game, you gain life equal to that player's life total as the turn began. I think if you have games where people are doing all sorts of shenanigans and instant speed and swapping life totals all over the place, it's going to be quite easy to lose track of just what that life total was. Yeah. I don't really like this card or care about it at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think people have been pushing to get Baron Senga a reprint or maybe like an actual playable commander for so long. Um, it was an iconic character that everyone wanted and its original printing is just kind of bad. And then they printed this one and it's just kind of bad. And it's also a partner, so that really takes away from... Again, we'll get into partner. It really takes away from the... Like, it has to take away from the power level. So, like, what we've seen with all the partners is that they're kind of a bit worse than you'd expect a commander to be, but you also get a second one, so it makes it kind of better. Um, and this one's just kind of bad. It's a 6-mana 4-4 with the vampire text. Yeah. Like, it gets, gets, gets counts when things die, and it does a thing that, like, ugh, whenever a player loses the game... Like, sure. I, uh, you gain some life. Like that doesn't do anything. <laughs> this might as well have life link. It'd be much better if it's just had life link. Yeah. Not just like, and also when people lose the game, they tend to be like if it's going to be where it matters, they tend to be on a fairly low life total. So what you'd gain like eight or nine life. If that, yeah. And like that's zero sum in EDH. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Like you're 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 ever going to gain like a handful of life or something ridiculous has happened and none of the players can remember what life total they're on at the start of the turn. So it's yeah. either going to be just negligible or too difficult to calculate. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's a medium card, it's a medium commander and he's going to see basically any play uh, and it's kind of disappointing for people yeah. that, you know, we finally get a Baron Senga redo and hopefully it's going to be like a really busted mythic because that would be cool because Baron Senga is like a beloved character. I mean, it's a, it's a very nice flavour win though, and there's sure. <laughs> there's some, some nice art in it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. It's the uh, right. the buyer box promo. Yeah. Oh, sure. sorry, not the pre-release promo. I don't know why yeah. there's a pre-release promo for the set, but why do they have any kind of promos that they have? <laughs> uh, but yeah, this this card's kind of disappointing. Uh, it's sort of fun. <laughs> yeah, so I, I really like the pre-release promo. So it was it was at the point when. Uh, when it was it was revealed or it was spoiled on a stream quite a while ago now that Baron Senga was going to be in the set. Uh, Pete Venters, who obviously had done the, the art in the original Baron Senga, apparently when he found out about that, he contacted Wizards of the Coast and and said, hey, I know you know art's probably going to be well done on the set, but is there any chance I can do a bit, I can do something for, for Baron Senga? Can I, I do like a buy box promo or something? Uh, and yeah, they said they already had a buy box promo sorted, so he suggested, "Oh, can we do a pre-release promo?" And they said, "Yeah, okay." So, yeah, because Pete Venters absolutely loves that character and loves painting that character, that's the reason why we have a a, a pre-release Baron Singer promo. That's very cool. Yeah, it's a shame that's the best thing about this card by a lot. 
Yeah. <laughs> the fact <laughs> but, that the, the original artist hadn't been contacted to redo the new version, so he... He contacted them. A character yeah. that he loves and is in touch with so much, he contacted them directly and was like, make a pre-release promo <laughs> and I'll paint it. Like, That's very cool. It's good to... It's nice to see Pre-Venters get a magic card again. I know yeah. by... It's clearly not something wizards are interested in particularly because he hasn't been the magic card in ages and he had to force his way to get this one but it's very very cool and it's very good art I like it yeah. it's a nice a nice throwback it's just Be a shame the card is complete crap <laughs> so you know you win some you lose some cool so I think it, I guess speaking of, of returning artists we mm-hmm. probably have to mention the artist on, on the this next pair of cards to talk about Sure. So that is Halana Kessig Ranger and Elena Kessig Trapper with art by the returning Zoltan Boros. Yes. That's been a little while, hasn't it? It has, yeah. And Zoltan Boros was a big deal for a long time, magic, and then just sort of fell off the face of the planet, I guess. Yeah. So it's good to see Zoltan Boros doing cards again. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to read these cards? They're kind of medium. <laughs> <laughs> They're fine. I think this this is one that a lot of both those players are, are really going to love so these are oh, yeah. characters from from Innistrad, mm-hmm. um, who are, are well loved in in the Magic community. So it's really cool to see them finally on cards. So we've got yeah. Alana is three in a green for a human archer, three four with reach. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two. When you do, that creature deals damage equal to its power to target creature, and it has partner. And Elena Kessig Trapper, four and a red for a human scout, first strike which is a 4-3, and you can tap to add an amount of red equal to the greatest power among creatures you control that ended the battlefield this turn, and also has partner. Yeah, why don't why, why don't we have partner with? <laughs> these clearly go with each other. It's weird, like, these can be partners with other people, and, you know, um, they're, they're two characters who are intrinsically entwined <laughs> yeah. with each other, so it's going to be weird if someone builds, like, a Halana and, I don't know, Timna deck. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> Uh, or Lana and Thrasios yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of a kind of a weird one um, again we'll get onto that because there's like a million more partner combinations uh, yeah the, the, the two gays right these characters yeah. are canonically lesbians right with each other yeah with each other. Jesus Christ <laughs> they're in a relationship together yeah that is that is correct it's <laughs> good good know, good it's not the the gruel friends that everybody wanted but you know it's the ones we're getting I will uh, hopefully we'll can, can we have gruel friends? No, we have gruel friends at home. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I mean, they're fine. They're cool yeah, characters. Yeah, and, yeah they're like fine. Said, they're, like, they're beloved. It's they are. They're beloved characters, and it's really cool to see them them get cards. Um, yeah, just we've got a, a red mana dork and a a green fight effect on a stick. You've so. really got to corner that uh, queer Vorthos market, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you need to appeal to them every now and again, <laughs> and that's fine. And I'm happy they did. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, yeah, the cards are interesting, I guess. Like, like I said, like they're powered down, and they wrote their own commons, which I guess we should mention, because that's how you fit enough legendary creatures, because if you're drafting a deck and you don't get enough legendary creatures, uh, having them uncommon means they appear more Yeah. Uh, more often, so that's cool. I guess we should have expected that, really. Um, yeah, come to the next card, I've got some things to say about that. But It's, yeah, it's something that we saw in, in, in Dominaria, and it worked very well there. Um whether or not that was because Richard Carfield had a good hand in the set and he knows what he's doing as far as game design goes we'll see, we'll see does he? oh yeah when was the last time we played Artifact? Um, I mean he hasn't had anything to do that since launch so yeah when was the last time we played Keyforge Keyforge? was very good though yeah not anymore though yeah (laughs) (laughs) kind of died to death you know Um, but yeah I mean yeah the cards they they work together kind of um, 
it's interesting to have a red card that has the uh, add mana to the greatest power thing yeah. um, among them at the end of this turn. But yeah, they're uncommons, they're also partners, so they're kind of powered down. Uh, if you want a Vorthos deck, like an Innistrad based um, deck <laughs> with partners, I guess, if you really like Kalana and Elena, which I'm sure a lot of people do uh, as characters, then sure, you've got, you've got them on cards. Uh, but yeah, they're kind of uh, they, I, they seem like plants for limited more than anything. Yeah, fully agree, um, and, I, and that's I do kind of think part that of the problem. These are the kind of new, you know, legendary creatures or, or new cards that I'd I'd rather see in this set than yeah, you know, something like a Trina Nemesis or Hogak or whatever. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that Senga is also kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad we don't you know, just have like busted new commander options and busted cards for Legacy and Vintage. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, we definitely need to move on to the next one because Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, let's do it. Let's do oh it. Oh my God! Right, Prismatic Piper, the Prismatic Piper. Yep. So five generic mana for a legendary creature shapeshifter. It's a three-three. If Prismatic, the, the, if the Prismatic Piper is your commander, choose a color before the game begins. The Prismatic Piper is the chosen color, and it has partner. So there's your last ditch. Oh crap! I've drafted a Bant deck and don't have the appropriate legendary creature to play blue. I can yeah. just make it this. Yeah. Right? So yeah, this card has a, has a special ruling for limited as well. Like you can just play this card as a commander. Uh, you you don't need to draft it. So apparently there there, there will be enough in a pod that you can just you can just take one and use it. Yeah. And that's why it has the has the special rarity. So if you look underneath it, it's got a rarity of S, and that that stands for special because it. It is a special card that you don't need to draft to be able to play it. You can just always have your commander colours. So yeah, that's the thing. It's just like it's trying to make draft commander, and it doesn't quite work. Yeah. In in that way, um, because you don't have to. I mean, like you can't have like I guess Halana and Elena and the Prismatic Piper to then play blue. I guess or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just means you can always get your second colour or your first colour if you've really balls up the draft somehow and haven't even drafted an uncommon legend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess, the, yeah, like, because this, this can only be like a mono colour, right? Unless it's partnered. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it's just, it's there as a plant to make sure the, the limited format isn't literally unplayable. Yeah. Totally. This is just something that has to function and it's a 5 mana 3 3. Um, and you can play an actual commander if you want. This can be one of your partner commanders if you really, really want a five generic mana three three with literally no abilities. Um, that is a color, if you want. Like if you really want to add. Um, yeah, I, I guess could it could this be a way to? So I'm I'm still not fully clued up of how partner and partner with work exactly in in regards to like deck building, like especially with this. Sure. So would would this allow you to have? Uh, Let's say uh, like a colorless partner, like a colorless commander, like um, like Traxos, and then have the Prismatic Piper be like blue, and then you can play blue cards in your Traxos deck. No, they both have to have partner. Okay. So par- partners both have to, which yeah, it's, it's in the the reminder text. You can okay, have cool. two commanders if both have partner. Yeah. Yeah. So they both have to have partner. Um, yeah. So you so can't guess... just add, add a free splash to your, your colorless deck. Yeah, no. Cool. Um, unless they create a colorless partner, like like you know, um, an actual good colorless partner that you'd like to play, yeah. I guess. But then that's just that's as good as printing like a normal another partner, I guess. But it doesn't yeah, it doesn't mean you can play like blue cards in your cards like deck or red cards in your Traxos deck, etc. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I guess it, it also in actual commander, um, it uh, allows you, I guess, if you really want to add like 
blue to your Akira, Akiri Lineslinger deck, and you aren't taken with, I'm sure there are at least there's at least one mono blue partner commander <laughs> in this set. If you really don't want to play that one, and you really want to play a five mana three three, then yeah, this exists, and it is a plant for limited, and I kind of like that. It's kind of clunky. Um, it kind of feels like a cop out, but I also imagine designing a command limited set is a behemoth of a task. So I'm kind of okay with this sort of special rarity existing where you can just kind of cheese it and be like, oh, okay, I didn't draft any blue commanders, so therefore I want to play blue and I'm going to play my Prismac Piper. And you also have a free 5 mana 3 3 from the command zone if you want it, if that's relevant, and it might be like a game of limited. Yeah, you never know. You never then, know. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a card that exists for you and. It, that's fine <laughs> right like uh, and also the art is incredibly unsettling and I don't really like looking at it the art is incredible it, it's Seb McKinnon you know everyone knows everyone knows how great Seb McKinnon is um, yeah he, he's he's made something truly like disturbing and also a bit entrancing I think he's certainly made something <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely it's 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 that that strange thing that he, he just he does so well he like the way he uses color and shape is is truly truly beautiful, but then like uh, there's just there's just something really off with some of the features, and it's it's terrifying to look at. It's, yeah, it, yeah, he, he's a goodie. Yeah. He's a goodie. Yeah, he's 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 very good and has made me feel a lot of things. Not all of them positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. This card's I think it's a an interesting design um, and. Uh, uh, it's horrible art. <laughs> I hate it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it makes me feel very, very unsettled. But yeah, those are the spoilers we currently have for uh, for Command Legends. Uh, like I said, it's got me excited. There's just the Battle Bond Lands. The finishing of the cycle of Battle Bond Lands is enough to get me excited for this yeah. set, and I'm very glad they exist. Um, I, think, I mean, I, think I don't own any cool. of the original ones, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool that these exist because they're, they're certainly a popular thing. Yeah, um, for sure. I think that's a great call, definitely. So they're the cards from the set that we've seen. However... They did also reveal the uh, Commander Legends collector boosters, and because we can't have any magic cards if they don't also have premium printings that aren't actually that special and look like every other premium printing of cards, so they're not premium anymore. Yep, to steal 100%. Your, your point <laughs> that you always make. Hundred <laughs> percent. So I think one thing that is quite cool about the the collector boosters for the set this time around is that they've they've added some extra cards. So. Not only can you get all of these new cards and new legends, they've also reprinted some legends in in a brand new premium brushed foil um, finish, which looks bad. You know, it's yeah, it's looks not my bad. cup of tea, but someone might like it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they do. It, it reminds me of the um, whatever the the promo version of like the the named Planeswalker cards from M21, like that border. Yeah, yeah. And like Liliana's standard bearer and what have you, and Teferi's tutelage. Um, and I hate that border that it evokes something within me that is very ugly um, and I don't like the way it looks at all um, and it looks very similar to this except they're brushed foils which makes them special I guess despite the fact that you know they those commanders I imagine already have foil printings yeah we'll we'll see it's I'm not a fan <laughs> of the treatment myself but uh, I think it's cool that they're <laughs> that, that really exemplifies the difference between us Neither of us like it, and I just went on a two-minute tirade, yeah. calling it disgusting. It was like, eh, it's not for me. <laughs> I, oh, I think if if this had been if this had been the first time we saw a new exciting premium variant, then I probably would have a similar feeling. But 
And there's been about 12 different ones this year so far, hasn't there? So it doesn't matter anymore. All of them more exciting and innovative and unique as the last. Yeah. But, you know, I, 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 I do like this. I do like that they've got a slot in there. They've they've went back in time and they've grabbed 32 popular legendary creatures. So I assume these are going to be some cool popular commanders. And they're reprinting them with this, this brand new foil treatment. So, so far we've seen Prosh, Sky Raider of Care, and that's a it's a pretty popular commander, right? Not really anymore. Well, it was a pretty popular commander. Yeah, unless they designed this set in literally 2011 when Prosh was first printed, or 2013 when it was first printed. Um, yeah, it's a it's an iconic commander. Yeah. But no one plays it anymore because you either play it as a food chain deck and everyone hates you, or you play it as a grave pack deck and everyone hates you. Uh... <laughs> And also, it's just been usurped as a food chain commander. So, anyway, yeah, it's a cool. I, li- I like it. It's pretty good. It's yeah, good. I mean, I'm interested to see what else they're going to print in this in this slot. Um, you know, it's it's that thing like reprints. Reprints are good, and more reprints always need to happen. Always, and if this is a way where they can reprint old, awkward to reprint cards, then yeah, do it. I. I, I much rather see them here than you know awkwardly stuck in a core set or in a in a master's product. Yeah, yeah. This thing is like it's it's a supplementary product on the side of the supplementary product. Yeah. So like, here's your actual limited set that we've spent and crafted, and here's literally just it. It functions similarly to Commander Collection Green, right? Where it's just like here's a pack of things you can buy. I mean, it'll be boosters, right? I think. Yeah. So there's still a random chance of getting. Um, cards but it, it's like if you want those cards specifically here's the product for you rather than like having to jam them in then again Prosh might even be in the set and probably could be in the set because Prosh is just a cool Prosh isn't in the set sure okay but yeah it's a fine it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hate collector boosters a lot yeah they're they're a strange one I think I think very soon we're going to do an episode all about boosters because We've got we've got so many different types, and they all do so many different things. So I think there's there's some, there's some good talking points there, definitely. Yeah. Also, one of the things I think we should mention with all these boosters, because uh, I don't know if we'll have time to talk about the Zendikar Rising, but we already know about the set boosters, right? Yeah, yeah. We don't have enough space on the shelf. Yeah. We've got damn boosters. <laughs> I, I, we had before. We had enough space for like, because you get those little like Ultra Pro cases right where you put yeah. stacks of single boosters in and I, you have enough for like all the standard sets and maybe like one premium set but now we've also got collector boosters for every set and we've got set boosters for Zendikar which we also need to put alongside the draft boosters for that alongside the, the, those boosters and then we'll have Commander Legends as well uh, there's not a room for my shelves to put goddamn stock on please stop giving us products <laughs> our shop is only so big <laughs> yeah well <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they're going to stop on the, on the products anytime soon I really don't I think on the list of reasons to stop doing these stupid premium products and supplementary products and just bombarding us with product isn't oh one person in their LGS can't find enough room on their stock shelf. (laughs) (laughs) That maybe doesn't doesn't hold as much water as other critiques of the of the product. Yeah, fully agree. Fully (laughs) fully agree. (laughs) But yeah, we got we got quite a lot of information. Seemingly seemingly out out of the blue for products that aren't released for uh, another three months uh-huh but <laughs> yup i don't know yeah. i don't know i'm looking That's forward cool. to zendikar previews kicking off next week that's i guess the, the, the you know the third and final thing that we got was the the little teaser for zendikar rising where we heard somebody saying zendikar will rise again and 
and we saw bits of Zendikar rising. So you know, it, it's a it's about a minute long video, and nothing really yeah, happens. <laughs> nothing really happens at all. We see possibly the the flower from Colony Heart Expedition, maybe. Sure. And that's about it. I, I assume the yeah. voice is Nahiri, and we'll probably find out next week what exactly is gonna gonna be in the set. I'm I'm just really looking forward to that stream next week because we know that those those previous streams are really good. Every single one that we've had has has always been at the very least like interesting and in, engaging. And I think this is probably going to be on par with the the Throne of Eldraine one that we had around this time last year. Yeah, I think we're going to see lots of stuff about Zendikar. But then we're also probably going to get a sneak peek at what's coming next year because at this point we know nothing, but you know, we can assume it's Kaldheim. <laughs> we can assume, as you assumed it was last time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I love, I love me some Zendikar. Please, please don't balls it up again. Battle of Zendikar is so bad. Please, just give me that good Zendikar Indiana Jones feeling. Yeah, I, I, and, I assume they yeah. will. Yeah, because I mean they know that we hate Eldrazi, and that's that's fine. So they've got that bit right. Just give me some. Vaguely powerful cards from Zendikar again. I miss them. <laughs> I miss powerful Zendikars that aren't Ulamog. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens this time. Given that, like last time, Green was unplayable. Green was Green, especially in Limited. Green in Battle for Zendikar Limited was just maybe, unplayable, and you could not play it. And now Green is that. the best color in Magic. Yeah, maybe we maybe Zendikar, despite being you know the land set, <laughs> the land plane. Where you know growth and fertility are really, really important. Maybe green should just be really bad in the set because we've had enough. Yes. <laughs> As someone who loves green more than any other color by a lot, please make a green crab <laughs> in the landfall set. <laughs> yeah, it looks interesting. I love Zendikar. It's my favorite plane. I think probably um, very close with Eldraine. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited for Zendikar, and I guess I'm excited to find out what's happening next year, and there being another overwhelming load of information that I have to process because I made the stupid decision of playing this goddamn game and becoming really engaged with it and I'm sure I'll have a fucking breakdown <laughs> well you've always got Warhammer to fall back on now don't you? Oh well that's what I'm doing for the rest of my evening after we finish recording is just painting so <laughs> sweet, sweet. it's a nice chat I can, do, I can do yeah. and on that note I think that's pretty much all we have time for this <laughs> on week on the note of me having a fucking breakdown <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hell yeah hell yeah uh, yeah, so what, how, how do you feel about Commander Legends? How do you feel about Commander Collection Green? Has has 2020 really been the year of Commander? Or has it been more like Nintendo's year of Luigi and hasn't really meant anything? Oh, the year of Luigi. Yeah. If only that had been good. Yeah. If only, if only it if featured only. Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> if only they'd continued to do years of, of like other characters since, that would have been very good. It's but a real... We got that single year of Luigi, and then and nothing since. Uh, it's, give, it's us a year of, give us year of Waluigi, you cowards. Wow. It's a real Watsy level move, isn't it? Yeah. To announce you're doing something and then stop doing it forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, let us, let us know how you feel about all of those things. Get in touch with us on social media. You can hit us up on Twitter. We are at HFDCast, facebook.com slash HFDCast. Or if for some reason you want to give us some money, head over to patreon.com slash hour of devastation, where tiers start from as little as $1 per month, that's roughly 20 to 25 cents per episode. Yeah, we'll give it to people that need it more than we do. Yeah, it's just like, bad doing the Patreon pitch and then being like, actually, don't give us your money. But I mean, we do appreciate it, but also, yeah, absolutely, it is. It's massively appreciated. Anything that, that we do get at all, and it all goes directly back into the into the the upkeep of running the show. 
but at the same time we are in the middle of a of a recession and a global pandemic so oh, we, baby, it's we about fully to be understand <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, yeah we definitely won't spend that money on little plastic models uh, yeah also like you know people's houses are burning down in america because the world is completely ruined uh, so there's you give them your money um you know black people are still being systematically murdered um it's uh, it's a whole mess but if you want to give us your money because we said funny things about the card game you like sure (laughs) feel free to do that also uh you can find the podcast on spotify and soundcloud and stitcher and itunes yeah and if you wanted to go to one of those platforms and leave us a review or a comment or a rating we'd really appreciate it or you could just share it with people that you know similar people here me (laughs) not you me Sure. If you want to find me on my own personal social media on Twitter, I am at Peach Garden Oaf. On Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon. I'm in pretty much any of the magic groups. You'll find me. Then I also stream on Twitch. So this week it's going to be Friday night. Uh, we're doing a Supreme Draft on Magic Online. That's a new thing I didn't talk about this week, but come check it out if you want to see what exactly that is. It's going to be interesting. And then on Saturday, I'll be doing some Jackbox party games and then possibly playing a cooperative board game as well. I found a, a new site to, to do that over, so... I've got some cool things going on there. That's twitch.tv slash At some point, I'm not going to have plans when you're streaming. Because <laughs> you, keep, you keep doing really cool streams that I want to be involved in whenever yeah. I'm busy. It's, uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. I'm really yeah. enjoying streaming. Maybe I should, you know, prioritise my friends nah. over other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at snail69. Nice. If you pretty much just want to see the Warhammer minis I painted at the moment. <laughs> That's all I'm posting. I uh, certainly do. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a good job. I'm having fun. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook if you want to hear about some Platinum Angels. <laughs> baby, go find that post where I bullied a man out of the MTG UK community group by just posting Platinum Angels. <laughs> <laughs> that was a wild ride. So. That was so fun. Is, uh, I think that that's a good end to note on this week. So, once again, the Godfarer has returned. We'll try that one again. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned. See you again next week on Our Devastation. Mm-hmm.